What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics with a touch of what, Terence? Humor. Humor, Humor. man. Yeah. It's our midweek episode. Um, how's your week been so far? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been okay. It's uh, I think it's been a, a slower week because you know. We're done with our TV series, mm. uh, officially like you know, officially done, uh, right? So yeah. at this point, we're just like uh, waiting for it to actually uh, come out on TV and all. Uh. Yeah, we should be pretty soon, uh, And this TV series is the Tamil sci-fi comedy series about Singapore's first mission to Mars, mm. um, and with some interesting twists along the way, la. So we will be revealing more info about that once the the trailers go live and once we get a approximate date or the date when the show is going to go live. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now now we are back to like the the emails and planning for the next few projects, uh, including the show this Friday. Yeah, the right. TikTok, the TikTok dance, the 30 the minutes TikTok of... TikTok dance extravaganza. <laughs> 30 minutes of a musical, <laughs> dance musical comedy that, that, uh, that none of you signed up for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that yeah. none of you signed up for. That's yeah. that's the tagline of our show. None of the you show that none of you signed up for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. <laughs> it is happening this Friday to a sold out crowd, if I may add, at the National Gallery as part of their Light Tonight Festival. Yeah. Uh we're pretty excited. And yeah, if it goes well, we'll do more of that shit in future. So if you didn't get tickets, don't worry, man. Yeah. Don't worry. And before I I'm gonna just put a disclaimer out there or at least a caveat before someone calls us out on it. It is sold out. But yeah, it is pandemic sold out lah. So yeah, yeah like, there's a lot of spacing still between sold out, people. Right? It's still it's sold out lah. <laughs> Technically sold out lah. Still yeah, sold out, man. Yeah, still sold just, out in a public space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that there'll be a lot of empty seats between people lah. For sure. Yeah, maybe this is like the start. You know, when uh, our AMA last week, people were saying, you know, when you first started your podcast, you all sounded so apologetic. You know, kind of trying to manage people's expectations. But here we are, two hundred and fifty-one episodes in. Um, maybe this is the start of our live show thing. Uh. Maybe so now we're like, okay, you know. Next year, next year, or a couple of years later, Super Bowl halftime, halftime show. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they want 30 minutes of these Super two Bowl podcasters halftime. dancing, dancing for yeah. 30 minutes. Wow. Take the world by storm, then we'll have Fucking, an AMA then. Yeah, then we'll, be be the, like, we'll be the river dance of the podcast world, man. Wow. Yeah, that's right. And they'll be like, you know, in January 2022, you all were so apologetic about your first live performance as a podcast, but look at you now. Performing mm. at the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Then we'll be like, well, you know, it's part and parcel <laughs> of showing up every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put in the work, <laughs> right? you put in the work. <laughs> put in the work. <laughs> uh, they can post LinkedIn flex. Yeah. That's always the goal. LinkedIn oh, flex. Fuck, yeah, flex. Flexing. Flex on LinkedIn. But yeah. But yeah, man. It's been slow not only in terms of like the the activity of, of production, but also somewhat in the news, lah, right? Somewhat, la, somewhat, somewhat. But somewhat. but but we promise to try and make everything as interesting as possible for you guys, yes. la, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But first, uh, what what are we plugging? Uh, uh I think a good a good uh place to be, uh, a good thing to be plugging is actually our uh, Instagram, because mm. actually, if for those eagle-eyed ones who actually follow our Instagram, recently we've posted a trailer, a trailer for. Mm. For not not an upcoming show or anything, but actually, what trailer do we post, Arish? The first official trailer for this podcast, yeah, with excerpts 
from some of our most interesting guest interviews in video form. Video, mm. no, means you, you can see our faces. Yeah. And of so, course, the faces of our guests. La. Correct, correct. So if, if you've listened to our podcast, you heard us laugh, but you never bothered to go to our YouTube and check out like actually watching <laughs> us laughing, right? Uh, yeah. I mean... Though I, 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 you know, you you you'll be disappointed, like It's not it's not amazing. <laughs> it's just us laughing, but <laughs> but but it's always it's yeah, always nice when you salesperson. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always nice when we see a group of people laughing together, lah. Right, as yeah, opposed yeah, to just exactly. me and Harish just like shitting shitting on each other and all, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so check it out. It's also mm. on our Reddit. The link, uh, to those both videos will be in the show notes. Mm, correct, correct. Yeah, but cool, uh, man. cool. Let's just jump right into our first topic. Uh. Yes. Yeah. The and the first topic is is the fact that as of January nah wait when when did so yeah, last night January eighteenth on the night of January eighteenth uh our dear President Halima uh, put out a Facebook post that was talking about a recent incident la. and mm. that recent incident was the announcement that a pest control technician who refused to take a COVID-19 swab test to avoid being on MC so that he can get the attendance incentive of $100, has been jailed five weeks. Mm, mm, mm. Five weeks. So that was a developing case that I think the first news came out like a few days ago mm. um, and uh, President Halima came out and spoke about it. Mm. So so what? Like, were you aware of the case before uh, uh, President Halima... Actually, yeah, pre- pre- before Halima Yaakob posted about it. No, I had no... It wasn't on my radar. Lah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no no, no idea. Yeah. Um, I think like, the last time when we were researching for the podcast earlier this week, I saw whisper, like some articles talking about it. But essentially, um, this employer who's yeah, a supervisor at a pest control company, um, he, he was showing symptoms. Like, he was coughing... And um, he was advised by his colleagues to go for a doctor's checkup. Mm. So he went for the checkup and the doctor then suggested that he get tested. Mm. But then also informed him that while waiting for the results, you'll have to take three days MC. Mm. And uh, the three days MC, basically this gentleman's base salary is $1,500 a month and he's given $100 more a month if he... Uh, fulfills a few conditions like one is turn up for work except when he was on leave, be punctual and or and not take medical leave or emergency leave during that month. Mm. So by staying at home for three days for what could potentially be a negative result, he thought it's not worth losing the hundred dollars lah. So he defied the orders to be tested and then he went back to work. Yep. And then he went to like five different locations because his job is he drives the van that brings his colleagues around. Mm. Uh, and he went to. Um, and, and an environmental health officer from NEA also accompanies them. And after coughing the, the next day, the NEA officer was the one who told him, you have to go get uh, take MC. Mm. Uh, and along the way, the doctor also threatened to report him if he doesn't go for the test and all that. So after the whole trial happened, uh, yeah, he's been sentenced to five weeks. Yeah, yeah. But was, was, he, so he, was he COVID positive? Uh, no. Mm. Uh, the only thing I think right now is that he... Uh, has been has tested negative, but mm, I think mm. that was one of the things that also it's not not fully confirmed yet. Mm. That's right. So that was the facts of the case. But what did Madam Halima post about? Huh? 
I think um I mean she she like you gave a very succinct summary uh of of what happened uh, within the mm. first paragraph but after that she said that his actions are irresponsible because you know he couldn't have infected others if he was positive but she also slams the employment practice of uh incentivizing workers to to you know not take sick leave when they are unwell la. You know, mm. basically, that's what the hundred dollars you're talking about. That's what it was encouraging people to to do, like not take MC, not take sick leave. So she's pointing out that hundred dollars for someone who earns a thousand five hundred dollars a month is seven percent of their salary, like, which is, you know, it, it could make the difference between feeding a family for a couple of days or a few days, or even you know, pocket money for the kids, or yeah, basically living expenses, like, You know. Yeah, so yeah. it's um, incentivizing workers this way is I mean what she's saying is that it's a very unfair way of penalizing those who are really sick by depriving them of a payment lah, you know mm-hmm. and uh, and given the pandemic when it's not fair to to do so lah. and employers mm. employers should um, should make this should should make exception for for whether it's, it's for COVID-19 positive uh, employees or for employees who are just waiting for a PCR test result. Uh, you know, and employees should make that clear. That's, that's what she said, uh, basically. Yeah, but um, I mean, but she didn't really say something towards the employers, uh, right? She, she did, just she, said that. She did employers. She, she said employers should make this clear to workers and it's unfair to penalize those who are genuinely sick. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, and okay, that low-wage okay. workers, make... you know, we should try to pay low-wage workers better so they don't have to depend on such incentives just to survive. Yeah, so, so I mean, the interesting thing is that this there have been other cases of um, Singaporeans who uh, were given MC and still went back to work. Uh, so, like, I think just in December, there was a security officer who left home while on MC for flu-like symptoms mm. amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Like, and it was also basically tied to to the fact that it would affect his his remuneration mm. and he got jailed to for 24 days mm. and then there was and he was covid negative mm. um then there was another i think fnb provider or fnb worker who i think a few months ago also it's the same thing so it's been happening over and over again so mm. that's why maybe uh, madam alima felt it was time to address it but mm. what now that you know we have covered the case we've covered what she posted about what what are your thoughts about it eh? uh i feel very sad la, when i when i see this whole debacle i feel mm. sad uh sad uh i mean obviously sad for the the fella la, right you know it's, it's yeah just just hearing his case is like wow it's like you're caught between the rock and the hard place la, right but mm. I, i'm more sad that the president of such a rich, you know, powerful, well, not say powerful, like, but rich, high GDP country like Singapore needs to resort to using social media to, you know, push through changes like that, like, you know. Or not even push mm. through changes, even just highlighting these kind of plights of people, you know. It tells yeah. you how, probably how powerless the the role is, like, really, you know, to effect change whether it's through you know influence in the judiciary or anything or the the legislate legislation meaning you know pulling those people who make the laws or vote for the laws aside and talking to them and doing this oh of, of course she could be doing this behind closed doors like right mm. but the uh, but when I read this uh 
post, it's very like, it's almost doing like what you and I do, you know, like we talk about issues, we highlight them, but the the difference between her and us is that she's the president of the country. Like. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, you and I, we have very little influence over the politics of this country, but she, regardless yeah. of what you say as the president's official role, that she has respect within the PAP and, and she's the president of the country. And if she is just doing the same thing that we're doing, just highlighting a plight and hoping that someone does something about it, that is 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 it's kind of sad, uh, you know, to me. Like, then what what is the the her position for, lah? Uh? Mm. Yeah. How about you? And and then I see, I look at the list of people who like, and you know, uh, one point four thousand, one point four k people like. It's all those people who very very pro establishment types of people on my newsfeed, lah, who like the post and everything, but you know, I don't see them like sharing it or you know, offering solutions or anything like that, that kind of thing, lah. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. So it's a, to so, me, it's just a lot of talk and like, what, 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 what is the real action that can be taken from people who can take action? You know. Yeah. So, so that's where, like, uh, I guess, yeah, the the case is sad and it's hard to. I mean, I'm surprised by like the five weeks jail, uh, Like yeah. that's a lot, and apparently the public prosecutor. So the defendant, uh, the the gentleman himself, the tech control technician, he had no legal representation because yeah, mm. like, that would encompass legal fees. So the deputy public prosecutor was actually asking for more jail time, mm. like six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, and citing that, okay, Rahim uh, had traveled to five locations in seven hours um, and also had lunch with his colleagues in a van where he would remove, remo- where he would have removed his face mask. Lah. So mm. then I'm thinking like, it, it just feels like, yeah, there's something fucking broken here because, okay, on one hand, you can understand... Uh, like I, I think it's just the employers also they it, it's one of those things that is a policy that okay I disagree with but it, it it's probably a stop gap like you know if people mm. are abusing it you put in this it, it felt like maybe it was something that was put in with a goal for a long term solution which never came and all and it's not just the smaller companies or SMEs I'm looking at an article back in 2017 that SIA themselves had a similar position on MCs, no? Where mm. they differentiated between casual MCs and non-casual MCs and everyone starts with 10 points a year. If you take a casual MC, you get a point deducted. Mm. Um, and it affects your pay and remuneration. La. So it just feels like, oh shit, um, this is this is not just with uh, small companies, it's with big-ass, profitable companies. Mm. So it feels like, oh shit, this, this is a big problem. Um, but I agree with you that her post, honestly, I read it. I was like, uh, the post is not very long. There's yeah. one one big uh, statement. The real solution is to make sure that low-wage workers are paid better so that they don't have to depend on such incentive, incentives to survive. So then I'm wondering, like, that's just one line. What is this post supposed to be aside from just like uh, thoughts and prayers post, yeah. a feel-good post? Exactly. Um, but th- that's where, like, what you say, like, then, like, what is her role? Is it, that she's trying internally and nobody's listening and she has to be like the teenager who goes to Facebook and posts her feelings yeah. and all the other ministers and MPs are like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Halima's had it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, la, right. the president's role is mostly uh, mostly ceremonial, la, right? I would say. Yeah. I think, you know, we all know in Singapore, they have some, they supposedly have a say over how the reserves are used and everything as well, la, right? But, Again, you know, it's largely a ceremonial role otherwise, right? Yeah. Um, but 
to me, I, th- I thought the president would have, they have, even have powers to sort of pardon individuals, don't they? If, if um, like presidential pardons I, no, I for, think they for, can submit a pardon, but uh, then it still needs to be approved by parliament or something like uh, that. Correct, correct. So, so I mean, yeah. if you don't want to pardon the, you know, the drug trafficker because Singapore is very anti, you know, very, very, very strong stance on drug trafficking and all that, right? Yeah, I understand that lah. That's that's a very big fish to fry lah, right? When you get to, but but this case, I mean, anybody with half a mind can really just look at this and like, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where I don't think the guy deliberately wanted to spread COVID or didn't want to see a doctor. He tried even. I mean, he made the effort to go to a polyclinic and all that as well, lah, right? So yeah, obviously there's some there's some uh perversion of the incentives lah, right? That makes him want to do this la. And and, mm. and and yeah la. and it's the the is oh you can say what you want but yeah la, every company has its own policies and all that as well. Unless you legislate that the company cannot have this kind of policy, which is not her it's not her role, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, there's very little she can do la. But I thought I thought as a president she can do something about the you know, potentially getting a pardon for, for someone in a case like this. Because I, I I think she would have a lot of public support for it, for it la, just judging from the response so far, right? Yeah. So, but that's where, like, the, the role of the president, I mean, okay, you know, in her defense, she is actually quite vocal about a lot more than I imagine uh, or I recall previous presidents being. La. Of course, last time social media wasn't that big, but mm. she's speaking out about stuff that, in the past, there have been times where she spoke about something that caused... Uh, some sort of follow up or something like I remember when she uh laid a smackdown on okay let's go mm, after that mm, whole yep. uh kerfuffle that was caused and it did cause the conversation to become bigger than what it started out being mm. But in this case, maybe it's the way she worded it. Maybe it was just so like, okay, I am aware, I care, and the real solution is to make sure low wage workers are paid better. Mm. Um. No yeah, shit, man. Felt- no shit, Madame President. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just felt like, I mean, even in the last paragraph, right, as much as she's talking about employers, it feels like she's not asking employers to implement something. Um, mm. She's just saying, okay, it's not fair to deprive workers of the attendance allowance when they go on sick leave because they are COVID positive or have to wait for the result. Employers should make this clear to workers, but there was nothing calling employers to act. So I don't know whether maybe she's also in a position where she can't really fucking go all out ape shit and speak her true feelings because ultimately there there are a whole bunch of organizations that she interacts with like some of which I assume are like the SME small businesses organizations and the ones that lobby for policies or that mm. so but it just feels yeah like you read this you're like uh, okay lah yeah. it's just like passing by yeah exactly I mean so yeah I think um, I, I think if you look in the, just even in the Facebook comments and all the, there are people who who are yeah la, calling out for for actual actual action to to be done la, you know because mm. uh it's not like covid just happened yesterday covid's been around for the last two years already la. so yeah. we know we know that that yeah la, a lot of i mean even even for us as well right like certain things when we're trying to go through uh, when we're trying to push through in terms of to, to you know to explain to bureaucracies why why certain things can't be delivered at a certain time and things like that we 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 almost get like a reply uh, 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 someone the, the reply we get is almost as if they don't acknowledge that COVID-19 happened right 
you know yeah like like huh why you know we must stick to this deadline no matter what happened no matter who got covid or whatever i don't care must stick to this deadline because it's end of year blah blah that kind of thing and, and so even for us as employers also we are it's also damn tough for us like you know um, yeah exactly so like i think if if i i think if she wants to address this to anybody it has to start even at the civil service that the, the stage uh, where you know uh, penalizing people for late late payments or, or anything like that it, it starts even at the company level when you penalize smes for not doing this or not filing this or that kind of thing need to there needs to be a bit more uh, leeway as well uh, and more grace shown because of the one has happened the last two years uh, and then maybe it yeah. will bleed down from the employer level to the employee level uh. Uh, and then also, yeah. I think she also suggests that there's a real solution and she knows it. She knows what the one real solution is really. And, you know, she needs to find a way to push it through like, and not just put it out on Facebook. No? Yeah, I mean, I think there has been a bit more talk about yeah the, the, the wage of workers. I think even in recent parliament sessions, there have been, there has been talk about it, which is all well and good. But I think it's also worth uh, pointing out that this... This this is actually a phenomenon that has been documented and researched quite a bit, and there's a term for it. It's called presenteeism, which mm. is the opposite of absenteeism. Mm. Um, so if you Google it, right, there's there are a bunch of research studies as early as like 2010. I found one, but if you go, Google it, it's actually a global problem, la. Um, and why I think it's interesting is because on one hand, for maybe jobs that are not so much manual or labor-intensive, there's this whole push for, okay, you know, you can work remote, you can work wherever you want, flexibility, work-life balance and all. But then as much as those discussions are happening, for jobs that require like manual work, manual labor, does that mean that they are totally just out of this whole discussion mm. where there's no there's no understanding that, okay, first of all, we are going through a public health crisis um, and the fact that, okay, like, the, the job it requires him to drive his colleagues to work, but it feels like because that's there, the policies still are the same as pre-COVID. Mm. Which feels which feels a bit weird, but but also understanding that the employers themselves are probably in a fucking tough spot. Mm. So it's just like a cycle of shit that people just keep shitting from one level to the next. <clears throat> and ultimately the people <clears throat> at the bottom have no one to shit on. Like, and it's the same same old like hierarchy of shit. Like. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if there's one silver lining I can take from Halima's post, lah, right, and 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 the subsequence mm. of media uh, media buzz that is is causing, is that at least it's going against the the general trend of of news articles now talking about how Singapore is fucking doing well, the economy is doing fucking well, you know, and and and. And uh, you know that yeah, there will be there will be inflation, but yeah, everyone's taking steps to prevent it. Don't worry about that. It's like uh, mm. you you feel like there's a storm coming lah. Uh, and and I mean, you know, I I I this is just speculation, entirely speculation. But the storm coming is the upcoming, uh, raising GST and everything lah, right? Oh yeah, so, so correct. <laughs> I just feel this general trend of of news articles that's trying to tell us like, oh, you know, Singapore is ready. Singapore is doing well. And then, but but then then you see a post like this and then you realize actually no la, it's still there's still a lot of people who are below the line still struggling a lot la. uh and, yeah. and hopefully it make makes uh you know whether it's the lawmakers or or people in power la, people who have done well during this pandemic and everything to to stop and, and think a little bit long 
actually like building on that like what you're saying that there's this narrative that oh you know like fucking 2022 is going to be the year for Singapore you know I just saw some articles saying that Singapore startups are in the running to get the uh, like more funding than ever this year because mm. there's so much money being thrown in right but then just tailing off that right if you look at <clears throat> all the articles that have been written across today uh, Masha News Straight Times the way they phrase it right it really feels like they're making him sound like very like guilty with intent no mm. um like today it reads okay pest control technician jail 5 weeks after refusing the first paragraph is in a bid to avoid being placed on medical leave which would have jeopardized his chance of earning an extra $100 for the month um so and so decided to skip his swab test for covid-19 even though he had been coughing for 3 weeks um and uh then then only the details of like his his income level come later Uh, for straight times, it was men who didn't want to lose hundred dollars work incentive, jail for refusing sick leave. That's the title, mm. and and then you read it, you're like, uh, it, it kind of starts off on a note that doesn't feel like it's addressing the bigger issue, lah. Mm. Um, and it really, yeah, I think it's a bit, it's it's really yeah, it's framing the narrative one way, like okay, these people are irresponsible in doing this. But yo man, there's so many other problems that that need to be addressed in this article, which only come later, lah. So I don't know whether when people read this, like from here, from reading, hearing those titles and excerpts, do you feel that it's it's really just pain pushing it in one direction? Uh, I mean, I I think I got a slightly different perspective from you, uh, ah. because my my first my me encountering this story is only from offshoot from what uh President oh, Halimah said, lah. Yeah, so mm. to me the focus, I mean, the headlines are quite clear that. Uh, yeah, President Halima said that workers need to be paid better. That kind of thing. Oh, la. so so, so, so it, I, I I don't get that sense that that the 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 news articles covering this was specifically uh, angling for one in in one direction, lah. Oh, so that's that's interesting, and that in some way yeah. must give a bit of props to Halima because when I came across this a few days ago, mm. I in my mind I was like, okay, this guy did something fucked up. Yeah. He's like this. Um, he's then, like this guy, Robinson Key, just partying away with his mask down, drinking yeah. a second beer and all that, lah. Right. <laughs> I mean, not to that extent, lah. <laughs> but <laughs> but closer towards there than I feel now. But it was Halima's post and the articles that had been written about it that made me go like, oh shit, correct, correct. Ah, uh, this is a problem. So in yeah. that sense, she's she's got a net benefit, lah. Yeah. So so that's what I was saying, lah. That that her article, her post article is going against the grain of everything else that I'm mm. reading about the Singapore economy is. Is doing well and blah 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 and everything and we need to you know reopen and get back to life as usual and all that lah, yeah. Okay, so her post not not that not that insignificant lah. I, I mean some impact lah. Some impact lah, but again like I mentioned, you know, she has real. I mean, she is the president of Singapore. You and I, mm. we are not president of of anything other than <laughs> yalah but lah, president of of yalah 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 but Paul lah, you know, so. I mean, there's. I mean, we got much less influence other than talking to people and making and raising awareness or something. So I'm hoping that uh-huh. she can do more than just raise awareness, lah. You know. Hmm. Yeah. So just now you say what president of Yalabat Paul? Yeah. Was it Singapore? But Yalabat, the Yalabat. Uh, oh my god, that was fandom, la, yeah. terrible, lah. <laughs> I thought you were throwing in like some dialect at the end of it, like you know something. Coco or Popo or something. Oh no 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 no! Oh, Mine, it's for it's for all races to understand, all races and languages and religions. And and how come you can just decide that you're president? Ah, uh? how come you're president? I how said we like, presidents. 
Don't, ah, presidents. Yeah, Since when got co-presidents? Don't, don't so sensitive, ah, uh, oh, no. No, because this kind of thing, ah, uh, must have the must have proper democracies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We so I said we are just the presidents of presidents, that, presidents. Relax. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy, uh, this guy is all about titles and all that. Uh. I'm trying to spice up the uh, the podcast, <laughs> la. By, the, by deliberately being being uh by being contentious, co- uh. sensational, yeah, yeah, yeah contentious. Yeah. At least get some 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 buzz in it, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, la, Yeah, this, man. This, uh, Halima. But um, Halima. Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, what do you hope that, that comes out of this whole thing la, at the end? I mean, I hope it, it continues to be talked about in parliament because I think there have been cases in the past, I can't remember which exactly where, there was chatter online and then boom, uh, one of the MPs uh, asked a question in parliament and then it becomes at least a discussion. Mm. So I'm hoping that this is referred to or this whole issue is referred to in parliament soon because, also because, with Omicron, right, it, it's clear that fucking COVID is is here to for the in in for the foreseeable future, la. and we are not gonna go back to we're not gonna get past this pandemic anytime soon. Which means that policies like this need to be need to be need to evolve, la. Mm-hmm. It's not say we can carry on with this because okay, you know, at some point we're gonna go back to pre-COVID ways, and yeah, these sort of policies won't matter. No, yeah. man, no, yeah. we can't keep putting it off. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. Yeah. So so yeah la. yeah. But uh yeah, la. yeah. I, I guess that 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 um a lot of this is about uh uh you know the what's on the surface is you know what the perception is of Singapore on the surface at this point la, right? Which mm. actually leads to our second our second topic la, right? Mm, mm, uh, mm. Which is uh also about the perception of Singapore, but in the, on, a, on a global scale la. And uh, yeah, can you give us a bit of a primer on what we're talking about? Um, there's this website called Big Seven Travel, which is a a British website, a bit British uh, travel website, obviously. And they recently published an article of the top fifty most Instagrammable places in the world. Mm. And like every city that has been mentioned as like beautiful and all that, they are all on that list, lah. Confirmed, mm. right? Um, but the interesting thing is that right at number one, um, the the country slash city that is at number one is Singapore. Mm. The most Instagrammable place in the world. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and I mean, of course, there's a whole bunch of articles in Singapore that are um, talking about it. Mothership, Straight Times, Singapore Tourism Board. Um, and I think Singapore previously ranked... Uh, wait, huh? They ranked. They were in the list before, like, I think in twenty twenty one they were like eleven, or and then they moved up to fifth, and then now they're number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so reading that right doesn't make you feel anything deep down inside you. Or not? Um, deep down, uh. Yeah, deep down, man. Uh, I mean skepticism. That's what I feel towards uh. this. Uh, I'm not sure what this Big Seven travel site is lah, but but I'm assuming that they you know they they do you know tourism guides and things like that. So a lot of their money probably also comes from uh, exposure, like exp- I mean advertising, uh, online advertising and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether the fact that Singapore is opening up to tourists 
matters in this in this ranking lah. You know what I mean? Mm. In the sense that also you think uh, in the sense that there's no point saying someone is like place like Tokyo is super Instagrammable in 2022 when you actually it's very difficult for you to enter as a as a tourist lah. You know what I mean? Mm. But Singapore now oh. is actually easier to enter as a tourist, and then it happens to have all these things that are Instagrammable as well lah. I see. Mm. Oh, so you're saying that they that was one of the factors, uh, because Instagrammable also means you must be able to get there yeah, to take the photo. Exactly. La. Unless you're like, you know, Photoshop expert, la, then you can Photoshop yourself in, into someone, someone another picture. Oh, actually, they do talk about their scoring system. Oh, they do? They said um, using a, a scoring system that analyzes the number of hashtags per destination. Survey results from our social audience and input from our editorial team. Mm. We have rounded up the destinations that are guaranteed to get likes. So the number of hashtags uh, do matter as well. Okay, so I guess hashtags matter. So that means that you have to be there, right? You have to be able to go there, right? To, to, uh, to, to take that hashtag, to, to take that photo there. Yeah, I guess. Mm. I guess. Mm. But But that's why, like, I mean, like why I found it surprising, yeah, a little bit of skepticism also, like, uh, it's like in Singapore. Okay, most of the wonders and all are like uh, like the density, the architecture, the man-made, uh, la, right? Yeah, man-made la. So then, if you look at all the other countries, like um, feels like how did Singapore stand out? Like in terms of skylines, also, I think I think there was another survey that said Singapore skyline is the most is on the uh, in another study by Pixie. Posted in October 2021, Singapore is on the list of most photographed skylines in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so that one skylines I can imagine because to have a city skyline, you need to have like a city with skyscrapers and all that shit. Yeah. But when it comes to just the most Instagrammable space, right? Mm. Hmm. That, okay, if, if it's hashtag, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, like if you were to go to the Swiss Alps or something, um, you take a photo there. Like it's so... It's so, uh, like remote. Uh, that okay, like your your it's all gonna be about the Alps. Maybe Singapore because it's so dense. Maybe because it's so easy to go to a bunch of places. There's more photos being taken. I don't know, man. It just felt weird. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. They're not. They're they're very scant on details, like in the actual write up about Singapore. They. I mean, this is what they they say. The streets of Kunsing Road, known for the colorful houses, don't the shop houses. And yeah. don't forget to procure the Tan Teng Ya's house for a truly breathtaking photo. Uh, and then, yeah, la, there's the iconic Super Tree Grove at Gardens by the Bay to the vibrant kaleidoscope of street art through Haji Lane. Yeah. Mm. And then there's always a unique exhibit going on because there's a lot of art in Singapore. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, if you look at number two, you know, Borokai in the Philippines and number three is Wahoo. Hawaii and number four is Tokyo I'm like wow uh, and number five is New York uh. I think um, yeah yeah it's, it's tough to to leapfrog these even these four Singapore locations uh, right I, 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 unless, I don't know man yeah unless we got the you know the what was the the backyard syndrome uh, where we not just shit backyard. on everything that we have oh, no, 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 no but no, not no. in my backyard different uh. it's, it's the one thing where you never appreciate the things that are closest to you like no, maybe it's just the, the people who are listening I, I don't want to be what? part of a club I don't want to be part of a club that would have me as a member oh <laughs> that, yeah who, who's that Karl Marx is it uh, Groucho Marx uh. yeah. oh Groucho Marx who the fuck is Karl Marx Karl yeah? Marx is the um, I mean communism and, and, and no uh, that was Karl something else right? 
Karl Marx. Oh shit, no, Karl Marx, correct. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, Groucho Marx. Um but but yeah, maybe it's one of those things. So like if if anyone's listening to us abroad, um do you guys look at Singapore as like, oh shit, they have no idea what they're missing, what they're not appreciating, wherever you are is not as beautiful as Singapore. Because yeah, for me I Maybe I'm just desensitized to it. Like, like, Singapore is beautiful in many ways, but the most Instagrammable place, holy shit, man. Mm, mm. I don't know, man. Do you think there was some editorial influence? Oh, they definitely, they, they do state that, you know, there is editorial influence. From the team, la, from the, the team. team. La, right? So I'm saying outside, outside of the team. Even being paid or something, I don't know. I, they, I think they should, they should state if it's, it was paid for. By yeah, anybody. They, they feel like okay, like they feel like a decent, decent magazine has been doing this for a while yeah, at least. Yeah, no, but but uh, something's wrong, like I, I as you scroll down the website, wrong. you scroll <laughs> through the website, wrong. you look at the photos, and then you look at Singapore number one. You're like, uh, very, very, uh, well, it's very, very different, like, Yeah, it's, is it even the photo that they chose of Singapore is really not? I, I don't think it's like the the best one to represent the the full experience of traveling in Singapore la, you know yeah yeah so but just sketch or sketch the whole thing is just a sketch, sketch. yeah sketch sketch but but I mean <laughs> that was one of the more talked about news for today yeah yeah but right. what I, yeah, like, like I said don't get us wrong we've we've we love uh where we are and we've actually made a lot of content Talking about how you know hidden places in Singapore, hidden treasures. In oh Singapore yeah, that's true. To visit and things like that. So don't 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 think that we're like just always shooting on Singapore and all that lah. It's just when you put Singapore against Boracay, Oahu, Tokyo, and New York, then 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 we have a bit of issue. If you suddenly say Singapore is number one, lah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I w- I would like to think that when most people listen to our podcast, they can sense a sense of love for Singapore from us, lah. But with that love comes a lot of criticism also, lah. Yeah, you 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 only right. you only criticize because you care about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the words of yeah, a toxic, I'm... abusive, abusive relationship. Yeah, this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what other people think because I mean I I I, I don't know how many Singaporeans you no, know, actually a lot of Singaporeans do go around Singapore taking photos for Instagram and all, especially mm. in COVID la. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Maybe it'd be cool to hear from someone who is an active photographer, uh who has hashtag a lot of photos in Singapore and hear your perspectives. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, cool, man. Cool. So, cool. I mean, uh, going back to our audience again, what what is your one shook uh, comment from the audience? Uh, audience? Yeah. My, my one shook uh, comment <coughs> is that, is that uh, someone posted L-E-P-A-U- V R E A N E Le Pauverin mm. like posted a few days ago on our Yalabad episode two four nine where we talked about the the WHO uh, and their statement about boosters as not being a viable strategy. Mm. Um, so they like the the this commenter was just pointing out that we may have misinterpreted the WHO statement like that they are not saying that boosters are not viable. Uh, but that the vaccines used as boosters need to continue getting updated and went on to point out that yeah, like both the WHO and Ong Ikang are on the on the same page. La. But I think maybe that person because if I recall correctly, when we were speaking about it, uh, I think we did say that uh they we did clarify that la. So I was just curious 
why uh, this it led to this lah. But nonetheless, so basically, because I recall when we were talking about it, we did say that, uh, like uh, wait, what was this ah? So yeah, so that the WHO is that the the boosters need to keep getting updated, which is which is kind of like what we said. So I yeah. just I, I was just a bit uh confused by this comment, but it made me want to relook at what we discussed. Uh, because yeah, whenever people feel something different from what I thought we were communicating about, it piques my interest, lah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I I I I think uh we might be looking at different uh statements or something. Ah, uh. uh, maybe. I think there was a very clear statement from the WHO director that um taking like like developed countries taking booster shots. Uh, will 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 likely prolong the pandemic, lah. It's a very clear statement, and that's more yeah. about global vaccine inequality. It's not, and it's not that we're saying that boosters don't work. We're saying that boosters are great, but at this point right now, priority is to get you know everyone else around the world also at least uh the basic shots, lah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh yeah, lah, Don't I think let's not. Uh, I think we have not actually. I don't think we misinterpreted any. Statement from the director or what lah. There, there were several yeah. state. There were several weather statements or, or from WHO and all. But what, what I think what we were referencing was more um, the WHO director's own own lines about uh, about the global strategy against uh, COVID nineteen lah. Yeah. Yeah, they did quote a statement, but like like what you say like, I think that's why I'm curious to go and take a look at what we were discussing and how we discussed it. Because yeah, if if people misinterpret our podcast, I want to know why, man. So yeah, so so yeah. always appreciate those sort of comments. Yeah, yeah. But, cool. But, and what's what's your I hope I hope this, you know, I just hope this, they did listen to the full context of the thing as opposed to reading our headline because our headline does say WHO now says boosters are not a viable strategy. Ah uh, yes. Uh, so correct, if correct, you correct. assume from there, then yeah, you know, that's just from the headline But that's not what we are we're saying in our podcast. Uh. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh. So cool. yeah, my one short comment is uh, actually just because I I was listening to. Uh, a earworm of of the weekend, the weekend's listing party for his new album, and I just like decided mm-hmm. to just post it on, on the subreddit just for for anyone who's interested, and uh, I think Jungle Jimbo then, uh, came on and said he's not he wasn't familiar with the weekend and he's not sure whether it's pronounced the weekend or the the weekend because there's no e, the second the, the third e in the weekend is 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 not there lah right, <laughs> which is very it's a very dead thing to say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he then he also said that he he I think he's tried out listening to the album and he, and he you know he it's he he's come to learn how to enjoy it lah. But also look listening to other podcast reviews about it as well and things like that lah. So oh, shit. Uh, yeah la, I, I'm glad that you know our one shock things are not being are not falling on deaf ears either. People are also trying out things that they've never tried before lah. At first, I thought you were gonna say your one shock comment is from the user Terence Mof. Uh, who posted this weekend song? Yeah, yeah. Lucky, lucky. No, no, no. It's not the song. It's not a song. I mean, I mean, uh, it's a listening party. That, that oh, it's a listening did, party that he did when see, he launched the album, where he wore see, his see, the see. full costume and everything, and just played the album in front of a crowd and just danced around to to his own music lah. Got high on his. Oh own shit! Supply. So he didn't sing. He didn't sing. It's just so it's, it's kind of funny. It's really just an hour long of him just on the stage just. 
Oh, not even on stage, like in this, like you know, the DJ booth kind of thing, and then wearing his old man makeup, like like how we we did the old man prank, that kind of makeup, and just like what standing the there and just hell? like just dancing along with the crowd, enjoying his own music. Uh. Which is, so, is, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's in quite the cool. The DJ uh. console is he's not really doing anything also, lah, right? He has all like, the yeah, buttons yeah. in front of him. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even mouth the music or something. He's just like enjoying it. How shook is that, right? When you like produce something and then you can just like have a crowd arranged for you to come and just enjoy it with you like that. Right? We tried that this this Friday. La. We played a previous podcast. <laughs> we played a podcast. And we just stand there and just like dance and enjoy ourselves. Just move your head. Like we don't say anything at all for 30 minutes. That's like yeah. half a podcast. Yeah. So yeah, another idea. Great idea, great idea. <laughs> we just don't say anything and just groove to it. Yeah. Like, groove to and it. we wear makeup. La. We wear like our we yeah, wear we wear makeup. makeup and all that. That'd be interesting. Wow, shut out the weekend. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. But that's not the one shot thing though. So because we actually yeah. have proper one shot things. What is your one shot yeah. thing? My one shot thing, right, is gonna be something that I never thought I would say, lah. But the one shot thing for me for the past few days has actually been right, singles inferno. No? Can you imagine? Kalama. That? Wow. Finally. Singles Inferno. Finally. That 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 hot trending series on Netflix. Have you watched it? Uh I've I've seen a few episodes, yeah. Yeah, so I'm three episodes in and uh, I also wanted to say uh, give it uh, some due credit because over the weekend when I met a few friends some of mm. whom are probably listening to this podcast and when I said I, I have been enjoying Singles Inferno with my fiance wow the judgment and eye rolls I got right was unparalleled man mm. yeah mm. and I was trying to convince them but it was an uphill battle it's okay so explain why you, why you like it so much okay so so the concept of Singles Inferno is that there are nine uh, singles, all good-looking singles. It's a Korean uh, reality show. They are brought to this island which is very hot and like very limited resources. La. It's like, like a campsite. So they start to get to know each other and I think every day there will be a couple matching where they'll be asked to choose which of the opposite sex they like and if the the selections match, they would get a chance to go to Paradise Hotel la, where it's a luxurious thing where they get to know each other and all. And then along the way, there are little little things about the game, uh, the the, and you can see kind of like the emotions run high, run low. But generally, everyone's still very nice. No bitchiness, no nothing. I think what makes it interesting is they will cut to this peanut gallery or something mm. where these four every like after like five ten minutes of the episode, they will mm. cut to these four hosts who are they seem to be watching the show with us for the first time at the same time, and hearing mm. their commentary is quite funny, la. Mm. So. Of course, knowing that it's reality TV show is edited, they probably portray people in different ways, it's actually fucking interesting to watch because you still get like two to three minute interactions between the people where you just see people behave in awkward situations. Uh. Mm. And I fucking love it, man. Mm. I love it. But mm. wow, when I was trying to tell my friends this, right, they were like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So mm. yeah, so for the, any of you, if you're listening to this, I'm not shy about it. Okay, mm. I'm three episodes in. I think I'm gonna stay through for at least a few more episodes, and I think just just give it a give it a shot, like if you're mm. looking for something to watch. So are you a GR worshipper as well? No, no. Then you're no, more. I'm not. I'm not. What are you? Uh I think Jintek. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so you have watched how many episodes? Uh I've seen the first episode, and I've seen snippets of subsequent and you episodes. Turn off already, yeah? Not say turn off, lah, but I I I, I kind of know why it appeals and and yeah la, I, I I I've I've spent quite a bit of my life already watching a lot of reality TV in yeah. Terrace House oh. and, and other things. So 
So I, I'm I trying to open my mind to other things as well. I think one disclaimer is you have to watch it with someone. Like I think yeah. the only reason I enjoy it is because I watch it with my fiance and mm. we talk about what we see. If I was watching it alone, la, can, that one cannot. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, 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 yeah I was watching it with like yeah. friends and all that. La. But, but yeah, by, you have I, to watch it kinda, with you. Yeah, like, I kind of got it really, and I didn't want to get too sucked into sucked, in. In, sucked into it. La, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, Ooh, I but, put out but, a mental but, barrier to it already. Yeah. <laughs> You you, you nowadays then, uh, you can you, you need to do that because you don't have all the yeah. all the attention spent. That's world. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But uh, and what's your one shock thing? Yeah, one thing I did open my mind to was a new horror series on Netflix called Archive Eighty One, and uh, you know it's a it's a, I think like James Wan, you know the Annabelle dude and and all that, he's executive producing it, and uh, it's a very interesting slow burn kind of like horror lah. So I would. I'm already like about halfway through, and uh, it's pretty exciting. So I don't want to so spoil like, for anyone with any spoilers. But it's basically about a, a guy who restores videotapes, uh, you know, at a museum, a museum of moving images, and he's tasked to restore a series of videotapes that were, you know, caught in a fire in the '90s, lah, at a building, and mm. then, and then from there, interesting things start to happen when he watches the videotapes, lah. But is it kind of like supernatural or paranormal or uh, like just thriller? Yeah, or there, you there's some say? there's some elements lah of of everything. So uh. Uh, I think I uh, I haven't reached the end yet. So, but I just, I think the premise itself is very exciting already, lah. Yeah. I see. You really like this kind of horror thriller, fuck with your mind kind of stuff, eh? Of course. If not, then what? What do you what do you want me to just watch like hot people shirtless and. On, on the beach having I'm sprinting saying, sprinting while, against each other once to, in so a while they can go on a need, date on some, on some hotel <laughs> when and you eat need beef to, <laughs> when you need something easy to watch when you need to switch off your mind that is great yeah but yeah but people would tell me they watch like thriller horror before they sleep then they go sleep I'm like I cannot understand that, 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 but that, that eases why. my mind that eases my mind yeah how the fuck does that ease your mind no, I'm, I'm, I'm much more darker I like the darker kind of things compared to Compared to you, like, I suppose. You know. I mean, I like darker stuff, like, but then once it goes supernatural like, and paranormal, like, I'm like, yeah, no thanks, man. No thanks. Like, imagine well, if Singles Inferno it's... was like ghosts, like, <laughs> ghosts matching up. Then, then, then you'd be it's like... In hell, oh, la. Oh, it's in hell. It's in hell. It's spirits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's spirits. It's spirits. Yeah. No, but maybe it's also something... Because we are in the, in the realm of content creation, right? I think you can always learn... From different genres and all. Yeah, right? yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I should just force myself to watch something. You should, like, you should, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'll see. Okay, man. Cool, cool. Cool, man. All right. all right. Good chatting with you. So the next podcast is going to be a live podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so for yeah, everyone listening, the next podcast we're going to record is going to be in front of a live audience, mm. at least half of it. La. Yeah. And yeah, you'll get that this weekend, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, stay, yeah. stay safe and, and enjoy. <laughs>